You are listening to The 1334 Show, your home for pro wrestling talk and social chaos. Catch new episodes every Saturday and look out for exclusives throughout the week on Spotify, Anchor FM, and Google Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at 1334show. Join the conversation using the hashtag 1334show and join the family. Ralph Wiggum looks like the kid that drinks the whole milk. What kind of milk do you use? I drink soy milk. Oh, jeez. Soy milk's delicious. Yeah. I like almond milk, too. Where's the tit on almond? But I can't drink any of that John because he's allergic to nuts. (laughs) That's ironic. That is ironic. (laughs) (laughs) Please explain where the tits are on an almond because I have yet to find them. How do you get milk out of an almond? With small titties, like when you squeeze them. Wow, it's like it's like the liquid from an aloe vera plant. Wow, it's like I'm when you squeeze it take forever. Peanut, it take forever. When you have a peanut, like it becomes peanut butter, so there's some type of moisture in there. No, they add stuff and just like make it taste great and crush the peanut. Well, I add sugar and preservatives and stuff, but for natural peanut butter, it's just smashed and grinded, and then maybe add some oils and stuff. But so they add stuff like you like. <laughs> Wait, where are we going with this? I have no idea. Do you pour Do you pour cereal first or milk first? You have to pour the cereal to know how much milk to add, and then you can balance it because otherwise you could have it have a whole bowl of milk instead of uh, nut cereal. Oh. <laughs> Good. But I can't trust people who pour milk first. If you pour milk first, you're most likely the person to like go on a vigilant rampage and shoot up a school. <laughs> That's why you need to report them to the principal's office. You see a kid like pouring milk first than the cereal. That's what serial killers and murderers do. Oh. I bet Charles Manson poured, <laughs> poured milk first. Maybe that's why he's a serial killer. Yeah. <laughs> he's going after all the cereal. I bet Josh pours uh, milk first. Josh, Josh looks like one of those assholes that pours the milk first just to be funny. And then he hates his life after he eats it. Rich What's worse, it. maybe someone eating dry cereal is that worse than pouring the no, because have you ever just like gone on the road and then you're like, I need a snack, and they have those little cereal bowls at the gas station, so you just like rip it open and start eating it like they're like animal crackers. No, I have to have milk for cereal. Oh no, I could eat cereal. Man, Reese's Puffs are good. You you don't really need milk. I mean, it may, milk makes it better, but. Oh, your problem is you're eating Reese's Puffs. You have diabetes. You don't. Cereal? You don't. You don't understand. I understand. I know what gave me diabetes. It was my Fruity Pebbles. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my problem with Fruity Pebbles is like, it sits there and then it gets incredibly soggy pretty quick. That would be the cereal. I think you would almost have to pour the milk first and then the cereal. No, I wouldn't do it. I, I, I don't have the balls to ever pour milk first. But I feel that's the, 
that's the one where you have you to... just don't eat fast enough and then that milk is amazing it's like a rainbow color it also tears the roof of your mouth up too what tears the roof of your mouth up uh, uh, fruit loops no oh. i said fruity pebbles fruity, oh yeah fruit oh no that's a mushy mess it's a mushy mess all what's the time. what's the worst cereal of all time oh as much as i like it but i can't eat it about it's captain crunch you think Captain Crunch the worst? It's, it's, it's worse. It's good, but it tears the roof of your mouth up. I would say, like, the... What are those, like, yellow puff ones? Oh, don't you dare talk, about, talk bad about pops. Pops. Pops, pops are horrible. Wait, in the you, head. All right, do you like beaver nuggets from uh No, Bucky's? for the same damn reason. Oh. The texture's oh. off, the flavor's off, they suck. No. <laughs> pops I, are good. No, I think uh, Lucky Charms are the worst. I think those disgusting yeah, ass marshmallows. All, if it was all the marshmallows were done, it'd be okay. Oh my, what's up with y'all and people saying if it was only the marshmallows? Those marshmallows I want are a like bowl bits of, of marshmallows. marshmallows. Yes. It's a they're bit, crispy, oh, yes. they're yummy, it's yes. great. Alright, they're bits and pieces of fucking sidewalk chalk. Like, why would you want it? It's it good with milk. Yes. That it's, it tastes it's, it's much better. It's a good cereal, yeah. No. You know, cocoa po- cocoa pebbles are good because it makes the milk incredibly delicious at the oh, end. Oh god, and it's chocolate milk at that point. Yeah, but it's like good chocolate milk. Ugh. It's like Yoohoo. Oh gross. What about like an adult cereal? Have you ever had one of those that what, just Cheerios? Sucks? Like yeah, if you're at a hotel and you don't have a choice. Cheerios are fine. You know, Apple Jacks are really Raisin Bran sucks. I like honey bunches of oats. Those are good. Apple Jacks is good. One Apple time, I was stuck eating Chex, which I didn't know was a cereal. I thought it was Chex Mix, but apparently there's Chex two different is ones. a cereal. There's yeah. Chex Mix for, like, parties, and then there's Chex. And you just get the little squares, and I was yeah. like, well, this it's is a lame-ass cereal. It's, it's boring. Apparently, they have cinnamon flavor. Oh, God. Well, you know, a good cinnamon one, I don't even know if it exists anymore, because I'm old, but Cinnamon Life. Have you ever had Life yeah, cereal? Yeah, Life cereal is pretty good. Mikey likes it. Do you know? Yeah, Mikey, the commercial, the old commercial. Yeah. Where a little boy, a little ugly boy was like, oh, I want some life. Huh? I wonder if he's still alive and how old he is. Yeah, he's now. down the street. Someone look it up. Y'all got Mikey. Phones. We Mikey's got down the street. <laughs> Wait, did he actually say he was on his way? No. Oh. No, he's still at home. Oh. Are you stalking him again? No. Okay. God, we're old. You think? How did, I think, what, what was it that made you realize that you were old? When all of the music I liked moved onto VH1 into, like, We Are the Whatever Era. Because, you know, at first it was We Are the 60s. Okay, well, that's old. We Are the 70s. Okay, that's old. Then when they got We Are the 80s, like, well, I was in elementary school. I kind of know these songs. Then when they got to the We Are the 90s, and like I think just recently they did We Are the Ots for the two thousands. That's what they heard called it the Ots. I thought oh, they called it the two thousands. Or I, no, millennial. No. So anyway, and then when I realized, okay, wait, now I'm the old person. So yeah, I realized I was old. I think I was like twenty two or twenty three, but I was waking up at like five thirty in the morning. And I always made fun of my dad for it. Like, why are you waking up so early? Mm-hmm. You could rest, relax a little bit. Why are you drinking coffee black that's bland? What's important with the newspaper? Uh, I still don't drink coffee. Oh, see, I, I have to have I coffee every morning. I, I can't do it. But then, it like, stinks. I would go have bagels and stuff. I do every, and I remember, 
I was always a kid, and I always asked my dad, why are why can't we do anything after 10, 10 a.m.? He was like, because the day's gone. Like he, like, he would say, we're going to go to Toys R Us or KB Toys or something at Richardson Square Mall. Mall opens up at what, 9, 10 o'clock. If it was after 11, we weren't leaving the house. He was like, no, you should out luck. It's late. And I've never understood that. And then I realized I got old because as I got older, it was like, oh, I got to do everything before before 10 o'clock. So my mornings start at like 5.30. Nope. I have my black coffee. I watch the news that you guys no, make fun of me God, for. Old Man River. I have my bagels. I feel fantastic. I love it. No. Okay, I looked up Little Mikey. Oh, how old is he? He was played by John Gilchrist. It doesn't show his age, but what it says is in 2012, he became the director of media sales for MSG Network. Hey, oh. he's on the good side of the It also the said he has no memory of filming the commercial because he was age three at the time. Wow. He was age three in Hollywood, so he did a bunch of blow. It first aired in 1972, so if he was three there, I'm not going to do math. Wow. 48, 1863, so you're... 1833. Later than that. Oh, shit. Oh, okay, 1969, you were the man on the moon. You were the moon rock that came down with the, uh, the astronauts. That's the urban legend. That's how they got on Sugarland. Jeez. <laughs> NASA. Actually, funny enough, there, it says there was an urban legend about Mikey. It said that the urban legend spread that he died from a lethal combination of pop rocks and carbon dioxide. Wow. <laughs> remember, remember that? Like when they told you as a kid, don't drink warm Coke and Pop Rocks or you'll explode or something? Oh, I did it like every time. Didn't I'm... people put Pop Rocks in Coke? Uh, like drop it in? No, yeah, that's Mentos. No, that's Mentos. Oh, okay. uh, a fresh make. Yeah. That's still a thing, apparently. You make me feel so uncomfortable. Brian, you're annoying. Oh, the one constant thing I got from the last episode was how annoying you are. So, you have now become the most annoying character. You're the biggest heel. Oh, by the way, you won the prediction competition. Yeah, where's my certificate? Oh, yeah, I busted uh, over your head. Oh, yeah. So, you might be concussed and don't remember, or it's your old age and your dementia. But, when SummerSlam was halfway through and you realized there was no one able to catch you other than Josh on the predictions... I brought you your certificate, and I smashed it over your damn head. It didn't fix the ugly. You're still there. But, you know, hey, at least you have a smashed-up certificate somewhere in, in the back of your mind. Well, I know at least I was almost perfect with the predictions. The only thing I missed Brock was Brock Lesnar. Yeah, I think all of us missed Brock Lesnar. Well, I think yeah. that was a shock. No one, swerve. no one expected Brock to get it just to lose it like that. So, I mean, that, that well, was... I guess different. he doesn't want to make any more appearances until they're on Fox. So. He has to go to Saudi, Saudi Arabia, for that sweet, sweet Saudi dollar. Was there anything else memorable about SummerSlam? Other than Bray Wyatt. That's the only thing I can think of. Other than Edge showing up and... Oh, that was pre-show. I don't... But really, still, yeah. that, that's Edge about the only thing. Edge showed up but... That's the only thing I can remember. But Bray looks like... Bray looks like a big... Like a big star, his theme song looks good. His entrance was awesome. I like you know, the, I it's think a that, kickoff show. Damn it! Oh yeah, boy, he was no damn kickoff show, and especially after that that you know 
character debut at SummerSlam. I like. I think the I think the nice touch was the, the lantern was his face. Yeah, I did it was like, like his head. It was yeah. like his old. It had the dreadlocks from his old gimmick on there and stuff. Like it looked really good. I like the music a lot. The music was good. I've been listening to it religiously throughout the week. They just have to keep him off TV so he stays fresh. Bring him out as an important thing going on. I don't know who he's going to attack next. That's, I don't. I don't thing. know that's that you don't know because he'll go after whoever he wants. I I I appreciate that. Ooh, okay. Timeout. Arby's has these Hawaiian barbecue sandwiches. These are delicious. They got the meat sweats. The the Hawaiian barbecue chicken ones. Those are good. We have the meat sweats. Arby's totally reinvented themselves because I've never eat there because I didn't really like their their food was kind of bland for a while. But like now just they like have Wendy's. so many more sandwiches. It's like barely a roast beef. It's just like Wendy's. Place. It's so bland. Yeah. You know, reinvented themselves. You know, Trish reinvented herself. Do you think she did a good job? I felt she did fairly well from having that much ring rust. Charlotte carrying carrying her most of the match. Charlotte, yeah, Charlotte carried her, but there was like spots where a woman or male talent who hasn't been in the ring for a long period of time, and especially in one on one competition, what, to years? take certain bumps. Like, she did a couple bumps and a couple rolls that most legends won't take anymore. And she did a really good job, you know, and, and you know, Charlotte... Like, what, I heard five years she's been? Yeah, out. and I don't count the one rumble. On I don't count the rumble five or, one or on anything one. like that, just because you, you have so much really space. Doing anything. Yeah, this one was the legit one-on-one, and, and Charlotte sold the piss out of everything. And, oh, yeah, because I, I saw one, she went for her stratisfaction. She carried her to the stratisfaction. yeah. Yeah, it was fine. She did that I a mean, few other times. I, I feel I feel it was a lot better than what we were expecting. I mean, mm-hmm. with Charlotte, you really match. can't go wrong, but Trish actually came up and showed it. It wasn't embarrassing. Charlotte was unselfish, too, that she yeah. gave Trish some rub. And, you know. What I enjoyed the most was Sasha coming out in full-on heel. Oh, the that next, was, the the next, next night? night? Oh, that was awesome. Yeah. How she pulled the wig off, and she just started beating ass at I, I like it. I, I think was kind of surprised that the crowd so easily turned on Natty because she was giving a tribute to Jim Anvil Nyhart and talking about her dad. Then when you know she started getting her ass whipped, the crowd was like, "Thank you, Sasha." Yeah, well, thank you, Sasha. This yeah. is, well, this is the thing. It's we talked about it earlier. Like, there's certain crowds you can do it with and stuff. And we always look at the cities like, "Oh, that city is blah 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 blah." But then you look at the fact that SummerSlam is a major. They do the travel packages for all the majors, so people from UK and people from you know Japan or Australia or people from just all over like hey we want to come see the show so we're gonna fly to Toronto and go see it so it's not just the pure Canadian fan and so you know it's the smart marks and the internet fans and stuff and I feel like it's easier to turn on her but if that was like a normal let's say a elimination chamber or something in a normal raw after the elimination chamber in Toronto I think it'd be more sympathetic and people would kind of feel odd and stuff, but no, I, I like Sasha I like showing it. up. I like the blue hair. I like her look. I like it too. I think, I think she, that's, she's been waiting to go heel and I think that's what she's always needed. Mm. She just has that natural ability of being a heel. You Wasn't can't, she a heel in NXT? Mostly? She was. She was a fantastic heel in NXT. Like You can't be called the boss and present yourself better and everything like that and not be a heel. Mm. It's almost like, you know... Um, there's certain people who can be faces, certain people who can be healed. Like, 
Randy Orton as a face doesn't make sense. He's, he's a good deal. Yeah. You know, I hated the end of that Randy Orton match uh, double for the count. title against yeah. Kofi, where it was a double <laughs> count out. the next pay-per-view? But you don't do that at a major. Oh, yeah. I don't think you do that. That's something you do at, like, like a Clash of Champions. You don't do that. Especially when every side. other match, they're literally out there for, like, 30 seconds, and somehow the referee doesn't get to 10. Yeah, I think that was the yeah. big problem, too, is there's so many spots where they weren't counting in matches after that. No, like, after that. Like, okay, we just watched a match end, and it was due to a double count-out. Okay, you're not even counting, and you got Brock and everyone just out. Yeah, he's standing on yeah. he's standing on the ground out looking there forever. at Brock for, like, 20 seconds, and then yeah. the ref gets back in the ring, he starts Never count. even counted, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I, that, that was one of my problems with the show. Uh... Speaking of people who came back, looked, looked bad, looked good, selling. What about Goldberg? He didn't do it half bad. I, th- I, th- I, I knew think it was going the, to be a squash, but yeah. I think the start of the match was amazing when uh, Dolph caught him with like the Zig-zag. sweet chin music. Uh, yeah. And like he went down, and everyone like held their breath, and I think we all sat forward thinking like Dolph's gonna get a quick pin by kicking him unexpectedly, sort of like what Goldberg did to Brock, where he just suddenly speared him, jackhammered him, and it was over. And yeah. we're like, how the fuck did that happen? You know. So. I think if you were smart, you should have done that. I really think you should have done that, but you know, of course you do because you're like a Dolph Mark. <laughs> yes, I am. I still have hope, damn it. But uh, no, I think that's that's the one thing though. Dolph is so good at selling; he can make anyone look great. Like just because he makes your moves look believable, he has so much practice at it. Hey, <laughs> some people need it. Some some you need those people in the business. Like you need people to sell. Like. If Roman he, Reigns doesn't have someone like that, are you gonna believe Roman Reigns' is stupid Superman punch? No, you gotta need you need those guys. You know, is Dolph just a better ring technician version of the Brooklyn Brawler? You where you're just a jobber to the stars, where the Brooklyn Brawler, you know, for all you youngsters out there, he was a jobber. You'd see every Saturday morning on talent. superstars. They just called him even, yeah, they didn't even call him enhancement talent. That was to make them feel better later. He was just a jobber. And they get beat up every week. You never see them win a match. That's what he kind of is, just better. better yeah, Do- Dolph, Dolph does the point of making things seem important, whether it might be the feud. Even though we all know the result, it's a loss, right? right? Stick. And yeah. I guess they at least gave him, like, the ability to be that transitional champion for U.S. title and intercontinental title, yeah. like, uh, but his his selling ability, like sometimes, and explains. Look at his payday. Like he he's one of the top paid stars in WWE right now. And, and I heard a rumor that he wants out of the contract. I don't know if it's true. That's what I heard. Yeah, yeah, I think he wants I, to go to AEW, but. Uh, I didn't Vince hear anything. About, I didn't hear anything about AEW. I just heard he wanted to leave, and I think he wanted to focus more on his independent comedy. stuff as like comedy and his AEW own brand. would be such a mistake for him. He does not need to be anywhere near that mess. I think. I think a lot of wrestlers. I think everyone. The internet just sees someone wanting to leave, and they're like, "Oh, AEW, AEW, AEW." And I remember back in the day, you used to do that with Impact TNA. You're like, "Oh, he'd be great in TNA," and you really look at it, it would not be a good move. Like, it just it wouldn't work. I think he deserves better, but I don't think he's going to get it at AEW. 
I think I think Dolph, if he could rename himself and go to like Japan for one, maybe two years, you know, you know, he he's at this point now where he doesn't really need wrestling. I think he's he's you know, I don't his comedy show. I don't I've heard is, you know, average. It's just an improv show, but you know, he does a lot of uh, political comedy and stuff like that. Like the John Stewart kind of stuff, he does oh, a lot. Really? He does he does a lot of that stuff, and apparently a lot of people eat it up. Let's see anything else actually happen at SummerSlam. Let's see AJ beat Ricochet. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't shocked by that. I think we all that was the that was another problem with SummerSlam is we all basically picked the same people. Like nothing was glaring that made you think. I think we were only off with like. A couple of us had Ember Moon, I had Dolph, and then we all had Brock Lesnar, I think, which was the big swerve that ended up happening. And, and you never got a Roman match. Yeah, we never got a Roman. We all predicted a Roman match was going to be impromptu, and it was going to happen, yeah, but now we're impromptu. doing a long build on SmackDown. And sometimes that's good. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that is good. Like, maybe we didn't need it right then and there. Maybe the payoff's bigger than what we're expecting. I mean, we're all, I'm, I think it's Daniel Bryan. I yeah. think it is Daniel Bryan. I, yeah. I'm betting money it's Daniel Bryan at this point. I just hope he cuts a funny promo where he talks about how he had to like put himself in a non-electric car or something. Yeah, a non-eco-friendly car. He's like, <laughs> this car that uses gas, I had to put my precious body in this murderous vehicle <laughs> of the planet. Yeah, but... Uh... Yeah, nothing else I can really remember that stood out to me. One note is why why wasn't Nakamura on SummerSlam? Why do we disrespect Nakamura every time he has he a has title belt? The second ring title belt on top of that. Yeah. It's an intercontinental title. It's not like it's they a just don't know what weight. to do with him. It's sad. It's it's so crazy, like I know we're going to have an exclusive episode where we talk about top 50 wrestlers. He's one of those guys that saved a company. Him and two other wrestlers saved a company from just, you know, kind of failing to their own devices. So, but... I think it's sad that often the writers at WWE have a good idea to launch someone, then they run out of ideas to keep it going. I think that's what's going to happen to Bray yet again. Because he had a great you know intro before he had the creepy stuff going on then you know eventually you have to lose and then it just sort of dies well, it's weird that his music is talking about come back so you think he's trying to get the Wyatt family back no like Braun and, and Rowan and, and, and Luke not. Harper no but, I, but do it a different version though no I don't think so at all I think because he disappeared he went off the rails, went off the deep end, like because in his music it talks about that come back, let me in, that kind it's, of thing. It's the same. It's the same exact song he came out with before, just redone. I I don't I don't think it's has anything to do with the family. It's like he has he has to come back. Mm -hmm. Like think about it, he's overcome by this fiend, you mm -hmm. know, like. Yeah. I think he just needs to keep coming out sparingly. Because his, he, has a, he has the same move set. And then, of it's course, his one now. new thing is like the, you know, Mick Foley. I'm, I'm, um, there's two things, though, I'll give it. Like, I'm glad he's not making people tap out to the mandible claw. 
he does it to choke them out and then he pins them afterwards. I think that's a good little touch to it. He should maybe do it as a choke slam. I think that would be fun. Well, that's kind of how it looked. Like, I don't know if you could pick someone up by their jaw that way, though. Probably I mean, probably. yeah, of course, like in choke slams, people jump and sell it. Yeah. But, you know, how believable is it to. Well, like he is still grab the neck. That's the that's one thing. Like this, like like you have two fingers, Aeroth, and then you have a thumb under your chin for a mandible claw. No, like, cause the rest yeah. of your hands on the side of the cheek at that point. The one yeah. thing I noticed about it was that the the neck break for Finn. It looks so damn real. Like, like I thought, damn, he just snapped he, his neck. He, he, he did a fantastic well. job, and apparently that that's. That spot is done by like a tag team or something in Impact or oh okay. yeah like they sold a, it very well oh yeah no they did they did a good if job if it happened there. on Impact it doesn't count <laughs> yeah I just saw like uh these little indie wrestlers just complaining about yeah well we've are we've been breaking necks in Impact for five years or something I'm like I don't even know who you are but all right neat man speaking of breaking necks like. Have you seen uh, the How to Tell Scary Stories, that new movie that's coming out, that came out? Apparently it was like a storybook and it's like 50 like something horror things. I have co-workers tell me about it. Apparently it's yeah. supposed to be the greatest horror movie of all time. Okay, here's a pet peeve. They always come out with good horror movies nowhere near freaking Halloween. Nowhere near October. Like, I mean, I guess we're kind of getting so close to October, but like... They always release them before and after. Like, I remember last year, all the horror movies came out at Christmas. I'm like, okay. Sort of misplaced. Yeah, see, It comes out in September. And It is, like, the 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 flag bear of horror movies this year. So it seems like they would, like, get a huge crowd, like, the week of Halloween, Halloween night, come see the premiere of It. Everyone's dressed up, drunk crazy and rowdy, have a line sort of like Star Wars. Star Wars is as your happy death day too. Hey, don't disrespect happy death day. Oh, good God. That is a fantastic bad movie. No, just, just horrible. I think the worst uh, bad movie I ever saw was Happy Birthday to Me. It was a horror movie where she invited all the kids from school and basically killed them all. One by one by one. Wow. <laughs> Happy birthday to me, Dad. Wow. Because wow. she was like the nerdy one that they didn't like, and she got revenge. And I think the best one was when she was going to cut the cake, but instead stabbed it in the back of some girl's neck into the cake, if I'm remembering correctly. Oh, God. So, are you telling me it's like a house party version of Carrie? Yeah. It's like if Carrie had a party at her house and invited everyone over, except the crazy girl wasn't supernatural, so she, you know, didn't twist her neck around or whatever the stuff Carrie did. You know, it's been so long since I've seen the movie, I'm trying to remember exactly what her issue was. Like, I'm, was that was the one where the blood all rained on the people at the prom, right? Yeah, that's, that's the big iconic scene, is the prom scene. Like, the blood going all over or something. And, and then everything catches on fire. Yeah, the school goes on fire. I, I for some reason, keep confusing uh, Carrie to Christine. You remember Christine about the evil car? Like, it was like a... I forgot what kind of car it was. Like, an old Chevy. Kind of like a Knight Rider kind of thing? It, But the car was trying to... It was the same... Evil Herbie? Herbie? Yeah, it was, it, no, it was... 
Yeah, Herbie was the car that talked and drove and raced and stuff. Yeah. But Christine was like a horror movie where the car was killing people. It's like Cujo. It was in the same like genre, same years and stuff. Like mm-hmm. everything was like weird names and it was weird objects. There was Cujo, there was Christine. Uh I think birds came out at the time too. Yeah, okay. But like it was like a weird window cuz my mom watched all of them. And Cujo wasn't scary. Christine wasn't scary. It was fucking ridiculous. Birds was scary, though, because you ever, like, drive up to a four-way stop at a streetlight, and it's about to storm, and you see all the crows sitting on the on the telephone wires and electric wires just lined up, and, like, it looks like Armageddon's happening? I never really had issues with birds other than the ones on campus when I was in college. There's this one bus stop on the campus shuttle where there were just birds everywhere and one got me with like bird shit. So every time <laughs> I went by there, wow. I'm waiting about, you know, almost a block away till the bus Is was coming up so I wouldn't get the bird shit on me on the way to like the other side of campus. He's been cursed. He got bird, bird shit on him to have a bird, bird stomach <laughs> with a small ass bathtub for a bird bath and He's pigeon-toed, so he walks like a fucking bird, and it's, that's the bird shit. That's, that's his caused it all. His nose is very beakish. He's ugly. They're just making up all of this. He's fine, he's, listeners. He's, he's 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 like the black crow of the group. I'm I thought the it was Roach. bird in charge. I thought that was Roach and Ridge. <laughs> oh God! Oh, he did the noise. <laughs> oh Jesus! I'm gonna quote the Raven. Nevermore. God, never more, Brian. Why, 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 why does a Friday night doesn't exist to us anymore? It's Friday and like we're out of work. Remember when we used to go out and we drink till three, four in the morning? Mm-hmm. I remember. I just I saw a meme that was like a guy at a bar and it, he was typing something on his phone and it was like. Here I am dancing, pretending I like that song, but I'm actually ordering my Uber to get the hell out of here. That's how I feel anytime I go in a bar. If I'm there for more than 20 minutes, I'm like, I'm ready to leave. I'd rather hang, talk, eat, watch something together with friends, but standing in a bar with the music and have to get in the line to buy an overpriced drink, mm-hmm. and the parking and all of that now. Yeah, I what we went yeah. out to eat at that place Malone's over there off of Loop Twelve in Dallas. Oh, Ojos Locos. Ojos Locos. What did I say? Malone's. Oh, that wow. horrible place that closed. I hope. Isn't I, it I still open. Oh, we gotta ask Josh. Josh drives past it all the time, heading here. But uh, yeah, we went to Ojos Locos or whatever, and like the music was so damn loud, couldn't order order food. My back hurt. Was, we were tucked in a corner because I think we were racially profiled there. You Sorry. L- legit. They gave us the ugly, nasty stepdaughter corner, yeah. corner table. Like, they put us speaker. in fucking timeout right below the big bass-kicking speaker. And, of course, I'm old and complaining that my ears hurt, my back hurts. I was ready to leave, and Josh is having a gay old time. Oh, yeah. I was enjoying the beer. I, yeah. That ran me hot. I had to go to Jay's. Oh, which, by the way, we need to do an episode of Jay's. Oh, God. We just need to. Just have all these crazy half-dead people, all these meth heads that complain over booths and stuff. We get to eat. We get to order if we have that nice, 
you know. There's your sponsor. <laughs> oh, I'm going to get me a damn sponsor oh, with Jay's. Oh, and I'm going to have God. school cook me up something good. Oh, and God. then I want to interview just random people that walk in and be like, what kind of drug did you do today? Oh, good God. And then the one person with the life alert, I can ask him, you know, how long does it take to respond if you've fallen and you can't how get up? It, how long does it take, Brian? <laughs> but to describe Jay's for people that don't know, it's this like hole in the wall diner where you can smoke for some reason. So the whole place smells the front like or the smoke. back. There's one part you can smoke, one part you can't. The front you can smoke, the back you can't, which is totally backwards because then you have to walk through the smoke to get to where you don't smoke. But like, it's like let's hide the non-smokers. But hey, smokers, you have the full run of the real restaurant where the food's cooked and where you have to enter and exit. All I'm saying is that that is our coffee shop from, from Friends. That is our Cheers. diner from, from Seinfeld. Cheers. That is our Cheers bar. Like, think about it. We show up there 3 o'clock in the morning, 7 o'clock at night, 10 o'clock in the morning, and, you know... It's relaxing. There's no weird atmosphere. It's it's walks a different life. It's cheap. God, that honestly, that's another thing. I've become incredibly frugal as I've gotten older too. You know, when you're younger, you want to just throw money around and act like you tough shit or be like the cool friend. Mm-hmm. Hell no. That costs extra. That thirty five cents, you can keep that. I'm going elsewhere. <laughs> I'd rather go to Jay's than any place for brunch. Oh my god, if I ever have to go to another brunch again, I think I'd rather just I'm glad dive in front of a car. Yeah, Dallas brunch is like such a huge thing. And you know, I went to a couple, I went to a couple with you, Brian. And it's just like, you, the mimosa's cool might be $2, but then you're also dropping like $22 for like three eggs and, and some bacon. No. Like, what? Like, Ooh, avocado toast oh, for twelve dollars. Yeah. I'm like, oh. only if the avocado gives me a blowjob after. Yeah, like I, I, I've never understood how. Like I've never understood how people can just spend money on small portions, not great quality of food. Like they're like it's the atmosphere, and then you go to the atmosphere, and everyone's rude. Everyone's a prick. Like, the pretentiousness is just uncomfortable. And then you leave too. after and you're still hungry. So now let me go somewhere normal and get fine. some food. Oh, speaking of getting some food, we're going to need to try the Popeye's chicken sandwich. I was seeing some stuff. People were talking about how it's just as good, if not better, than the Chick-fil-A sandwich. But at least you can get it on Sunday and it doesn't come with the side of Jesus freaks. Okay, this just happened because I mentioned this. I'm starting to get to this point, and I like Chick-fil-A. I actually like Chick-fil-A. But I'm really starting to get to this point that Chick-fil-A might be like Girl Scout cookies. Or the Wendy's Chicken Nuggets. Or or Stranger Things, the show on Netflix. Is it really that good? Or do we think it's good because it's like a limited time thing? Like enough people will tell you it's good, you then start believing that it's good, but it's not really that good. Every time I pass a a Chick-fil-A, the lines are out the ass. There's two lines and they're full. Because all the people in this planet are sheep. Actually, Chick-fil-A is pretty good. It's good, but not every day. It's like a limited item thing, like Wendy's bringing back the spicy chicken nugget. They only got rid of it to bring it back, so everyone just goes like McDonald's shit about bring it. back the McRib. Right. Yeah, it, that's what Brian called the, it, the McRib, yeah, McRib, the McRib effect, rib. the pumpkin spice effect. Like it's yeah. seasonal, so you think it's great, 
But it's not really that if good. If it was around year round, you wouldn't want a McRib. It's yeah. a gross sandwich. It's nasty. You want that taste maybe once, and you're like, okay, tasted Done. it, not not again. And see, I I view Girl Scout cookies that like I don't think Girl Scout cookies are good at all. They're horrible. Like and like you're spending four four dollars for a box of cookies that's not even like a decent amount inside. Like the, the quantity only, inside. The only good girl, girl Scout cookie is the like uh, the yeah. one with the caramel and the no, Samoas. Samoas. Yeah. There's a new one with the peanut butter. I like. That's about the only one I like. With the tagalongs. It's kind of like chocolate and has peanut butter in it. Oh, that's, that's not new. new. That's been a, that's oh, what, wow. The tag along how much I pay attention. I don't to. like the peanut butter in it. The peanut butter's off. I used to like thin mints, but then again, but like here's the thing. There are some good Girl Scout cookies. But to justify me spending $4 for this girl harassing me outside of a supermarket, you know, I can go inside and buy like a a, a 40 pack of Oreos didn't for they, $2. Didn't they start ah. marketing in, in coffee and other in creamers and tea? Yeah, they have like ice creams yeah. and creamers and coffee. They start stuff. selling it all. It's but you know, uh, technology screwed me over. Because usually I could tell the Girl Scout that's asking so politely if I want to buy some cookies, oh, I'm sorry, I don't have any cash. She's like, oh, we got a square. And then she yep. holds up an iPad. And I'm like, they figured uh, out that problem. Let, me, let me grab groceries you can, first. You can Venmo me or <laughs> you can sell me uh, my $4. Like, I've again, that. just because it comes around every night, you know, it's not that good. Like, I, I will But you pay. have to give them credit. I mean, they're earning their money and they do what better than the boy scouts oh yeah what, what do the boy scouts well, the have apparently they have popcorn okay so the, the problem the problem with the boy scouts is one it's popcorn popcorn's fucking disgusting popcorn's one of the worst snacks ever made you're a communist no you're disgusting popcorn with extra butter is life-changing so what what type diabetic are you one that's not fat and not one fat. that's mm. fairly healthy yes. weren't you just talking about your purple foot yeah, you're talking about your purple foot at the pool. It's like your legs get amputated. I think I got a tan on the other parts of my foot from wearing flip flops, and like you know, the part that was covered is like lighter. So that purple was from sunburn. With Barney, <laughs> jeez. Yeah, no, but popcorn is disgusting. So the Girl Scouts have that. They're doing cookies, but again. I'm not spending $4 for like a low quantity of cookie and a cookie that's not even that great. Well, they get a bad, like, hey, I will, I will, you or? I will give you $4 to keep them fucking suck ass cookies. I, I really don't need those cookies in my life. You could keep those. Uh, and same with the spicy chicken, the Chick-fil-A. Okay. It's only special because it's closed on Sundays. I swear, the only time I ever want Chick-fil-A is Sunday, the day I can't get it. it it's, it's inevitable. I'm driving past the Chick-fil-A, and I'm like, man, Chick-fil-A sounds great. Oh, it's Sunday. So there's your importance of Chick-fil-A. Side note, why aren't chicken places open later? Because, like, right now, I want the Popeye's chicken sandwich, but I think every Popeye's is already just about closed. Maybe the latest would be 10. Like, why can't you have a 24-hour fried chicken place? It's just like any other fast food restaurant, just fry it up and serve it. I think it's because of racial discrimination. <laughs> okay, I'm glad you said it, being the, the man of color on the show right now. Uh, but I agree. <laughs> I, truly, I truly believe that's why it's happening. They're like... Because I guess 
you know, it's a KFC like that's like the shared one where you have the KFC Pizza Hut Taco Bell combo. Are they open? Because since Taco Bell is always open till three, are the other parts open or do no, you just serve no. Taco no, Bell? No, because over by my old place uh, on in far north Dallas, they had the Taco Bell KFC. They stopped serving the KFC at nine, oh, and they would tell you we're not selling KFC at this time. And I remember it was nine oh three. I rolled up there. Mikey grabbed Taco Bell, and I was like, man, I'm going to get a bucket of chicken. Sorry, we stopped serving KFC at 9. I'm like, oh, okay. So I say we ditch this podcast, and instead, let's open up a 24-hour chicken place. That's going to be a gold mine. Okay, but you've seen the videos <laughs> on Twitter and YouTube of, like, fights busting out in the McDonald's at, like, 1030. Don't let them in. Just drive through after <laughs> a certain time. Actually, there's a chicken <laughs> place in, uh... Blast? There's a chicken... There's <laughs> <laughs> There's a chicken place in uh in in Dallas off of Forest and uh Adelia, uh Big Mamas. I think they're open till eleven or twelve, and that's a drive through. You, you just... lost me at Adelia. Past six thirty five. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I made the mistake of going over there one time for like a um, shall we say encounter. Never again. That's worse than like South Dallas. Part. Uh, I wouldn't go that far. That's where I grew up, so I wouldn't. I I don't. I don't care. I grew up in that little area, so I'm kind of used to it. It doesn't bother Josh me. Josh probably goes over there. But Josh, Josh lived over there, right? Actually, in the apartment <laughs> complex right across from Big Mama's. He, he lived at these apartments called Indigo, which have been ch- renamed like nine times since then. You know, people can't afford complexes anymore. But no, yeah, it's you know, it's it's good chicken. It, it was dry the last time I had it. I like Sharky's across the parking lot next to the City Trends and the DD's discount. You know, a really overrated chicken place, that place you like, that's supposedly a Dallas institution. Rudy's? Rudy's. I like Rudy's. The barbecue place? Man, no, Rudy's the chicken place. I would never heard of that. Oh, goodness gracious. And you went to school in Duncanville. Yeah. Yeah, Never it's just some it. fried chicken place, and they put it on like like regular white bread, and it's not flavorful. It's not that good. You have to pay cash only. At least the one I went to, it's nothing close to as good as Frenchies. Shout out to Houston. Nobody likes Houston. I don't like you. <laughs> but you'd like the Frenchies Creole fried chicken. I probably would. Straight up, I, I think I would. Spicy, sweet, it's kind of like, orange. It's like going to soul food places. Like, you go to soul food places and you know which places are good. Like, you kind of need to go in and you need to see, like, everything laid out in front of you. So, like, we go to Sweet Georgia Browns in South Dallas. I love it. You see the line out the door. You see it's ran down, rinky-dink. They have all the food right in these little heater trays. And then... I went to one by my job in Plano, so here, here, there's problem number one, soul food place in Plano. I walk up in there, and I'm like, yeah, let me get collard greens, let me get this chicken, let me get these chicken wings, and let me get this mac and cheese and stuff. So they gave us Kraft mac and cheese with like like arugula or something on top of it. <laughs> the greens had no chunks of meat. like it, it looked like just wet spinach that wasn't even cooked. And then the, the chicken was alright. Like, the chicken was seasoned fine. But, like, they made it to order. 
Like, ah, that's not soul food. There needs to be in mass quantities in front of my face, underneath a sneeze guard, so I can point at it and say, I want this, 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 this. Now, are you Dallas enough to explain to me? Because I got in trouble one time when I called something South Dallas, but it was actually Oak Cliff. And the people were upset that I said South Dallas, which I thought it was Oak Cliff is in South Dallas, so I thought it was interchangeable once you go south. Oak Cliff is going west. <laughs> I want to say west on 30. And then South Dallas is going 45 on the other side of 30. So it's just sectioned off different. There is two versions. So Oak Cliff and South Dallas are two different sides. Like it's like two different it's like saying Pleasant Grove and something. It's it's relatively close. But it's not the same side of the road. You you can you know what I mean? That's uh, that's always what I've known. And just a little side note, I'm sure all the people that don't live in Dallas don't give a damn. Oh no, you give in Dallas. You know, there's probably two people like oh, I'm from South Central Los Angeles. Nothing happens. It's just, oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but like you know, yeah, it's just weird zoning. Compton, who's ever heard of that? Oh, <laughs> that, that 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 was a that was a movie. Is it Cliff Compton? Stacy Compton? Boys in the Hood. Was that it? Yeah, yeah. Boys in the Hood. What about Straight Out of Compton? That, that was too. Good. That too, yeah. Wasn't also uh, Friday? No, that wasn't. Friday Compton. was Inglewood, wasn't Ingle, it? Inglewood. Is Inglewood and, and Compton the same thing? Because I thought no, it was. No, they're only... different neighborhoods. Yeah, that's what I thought. See, now it's we're even like... in the dilemma. There you go. There's the South Dallas Oak Cliff talk. But so, like, South Dallas doesn't have. Neighborhoods, they just get called South Dallas. Like, there's nothing like we're in whatever. Well, the Grove is in South Dallas. See, the Grove in... is South Dallas. Like, I think, because remember that song, Oak Cliff, That's My Hood? It, it talked about, uh, you know, Highland yeah. Hills and, yeah. and all that and stuff. Like, <laughs> what's the matter, Brian? Never heard that one? Never heard the song. Oh, I think, Madonna, I, I think Madonna might have done a singover of that song once. Yeah, I have sure. it on my iPod. I'll let you listen to it. Uh, I stopped listening to hip hop like with like Dre and Snoop back in like the nineties, late nineties, and then it sort of changed, and I don't like it yeah. anymore. So, yeah. I was actually surprised this conversation ended up going in the complete odd direction that it went into tonight. And but hey, look, we're at time. You know, we did pretty good on time. We're sitting there, and I don't ever like going over an hour. I never want to go over an hour, and we're at forty-five minutes. One we time all wanna... are we gonna like actually start the show in like a way where I know we've started because you just start talking and we're having a conversation, then all of a sudden I realize we're like on air. I'm like, is there no introduction? Nope. Welcome to, you know, the podcast. Well, I will edit it. I'm whoever, whoever, whoever. I'm like, gonna we need edit... to set this up because people are listening like, what the F is going on? I'm gonna edit a bumper. I'm going to make like an opening bumper saying you were tuning in to so-and-so. And I doubt that's going to happen. I'm going to do that. And I'm awful at tinkering with GarageBand, but we'll figure that out too. But I'm going to make a bumper. We're going to have something going. Because if I let you know we're on the show, Annoying Brian comes out and you're going to, I went to UT and I'm going to lean over the mic and talk like I'm trying to transition a television show. And everyone's really looking at my exasperated eyebrows. Ha-ha. Oh, and and we're talking about things other than the show. Ha-ha. Hey, how ironic. It's called controlling the show. 
you listen to any successful podcast, there's always one person that keeps the ship sailing. Look, I've watched a good man for several years try to control a show that ends up getting blown completely off the highway. I would be in the studio with him and nine other people sweating with no AC and he is trying his best because he is is one of the hardest working men I know. How dare you talk about Joe Rogan? I ain't talking about no (laughs) damn bald ass Joe Rogan. Poor Rob Urban sitting there working his ass off trying trying to be diligent with his show and take care of his baby just for people like me and and the other nine people in this small ass studio hooting and hollering and cutting people off and everything the control actually just creates more chaos it's when you think you're in chaos that it's more controlled when you're trying to control the show you're in mass chaos that's what i've noticed because when we tried to do it last week we were all over fumbling all over each other's feet and shit and then we sounded stupid you sounded annoying i tried to sound like a fucking cartoon character Topher was eating his bottom lip over in the side lawn chair and josh was there probably just waiting to get a white claw at some point in time so i mean we you know we we had a very very bad pilot episode we should probably put this up for a vote who is your favorite member of the cast oh good god tweet that out twitter boy Twitter boy. You know, I'm so glad I don't have any dark color associated with me because I feel like that was a racial jab. I think it was. Yeah, he called me boy. Twitter Mm -hmm. boy. Uh oh. (laughs) With that being said, now that we plugged Twitter, do you guys want to plug anything else? No. Nah, that's good. All right, well, follow the show on Twitter at 1334show, hashtag 1334show, hashtag Brian is annoying. Hashtag Topher's bald. Hashtag Josh is at some concert for Boy Safari or for something. White Claw. <laughs> uh, hashtag apparently hashtagging hashtags is the way to hashtag everything, and it makes people There's understand. A pound sign. And trying to get hip and cool with the times. Those damn kids. Yeah. Well, until next time, you've listened to the thirteen thirty four show for Brian, for Stephen, for Topher. We're out. Thank you.